everybody. Welcome to the Roundtable Sports Podcast. My name is Taylor McLean. Today, we're going to be reacting to last night's Arizona Cardinal 38-10 victory over the Dallas Cowboys. This game was kind of sloppy, in my opinion. Both teams were a little disjointed in their effort overall, but Arizona was able to get their stuff together, and the Cowboys weren't, obviously. But we want to talk about the ramifications, what happened in this game, what and what to do with these options going forward. Let's start with the Arizona Cardinals and the winning side. And of course, when you're talking Arizona Cardinals, it all revolves around Kyler Murray. Murray had an interesting game. At times, he looked like the best player on the planet, and at times, he didn't. And that's going to happen with his size and just the way he's throwing the ball around the field. There's just going to be some inaccuracies and some throws he doesn't make, I feel like. But it does feel like he's able to move around the pocket in a way to create throwing lanes, to create space for himself where he's able to get loose and use his arm. Because it's not often that you see someone that's so fast that has such a good arm. So that combo really creates pressure on the defense because you have to account for him in a couple of different ways. And if you get out of a rushing lane, he might take it to the house with his legs. And if you don't cover downfield when he's using his legs to extend the play, then you may get burnt deep. And we saw all of those things on display today. I don't see any reason for Kyler to stop this because he has what I've been talking about. He has that ability to rush the ball and really create with his legs. And that creates a certain floor for him. It's because the rushing yards are worth typically two and a half times more than the passing yards in most leagues. So when they have that floor, when you have that seven point floor to add, and then you add all the rest of it on top of that with his 74 yards, then you add the touchdown on top of that. Rushing touchdowns are typically worth more. And then you throw what he actually did on top of that to pass You get a big day that brings a lot of people back and probably won a couple of leagues today. Definitely want to see your your team playing the Cowboys. The Cowboys have many problems on defense. You know, they're kind of soft up up the trenches. They got LVE back last night that helps. But still, when the offense is putting the defense in bad positions, that is a recipe for disaster for the Cowboys as far as getting wins because – the Cowboys do not have the defense to stand up to something like that. So it has. It was supposed to be an offensive juggernaut and we'll make the defense work. And now without Dak, I'm not so sure that's going to lead to good things. So you're probably going to be, want to be using your players that are playing the Cowboys and targeting those matchups for, for here going forward would be my guess. So Kyler took advantage, although, like I said, he could have had a bigger night. As far as the passing goes, you know, it could have been more accurate there, but still, when you're able to rush, when you're able to get the money plays and really take them down, uh, when that, whether that's third downs and converting to create longer drives or whether that's scoring touchdowns, you know, in the red zone, taking the ball in yourself, those are big time plays for fantasy value. And there's nothing to say that Kyler can't sustain this at all. That's something that you're noticing a little bit is that the Arizona car attack is slowing down a little bit. And what happens is as games go on, there is more and more film on what you are doing. So Cliff spent the offseason very clearly coming up with plays, making the offense more dynamic, trying to work towards Kyler's strengths. And it shows the only issue is teams have a lot more film on that now. 
and they can kind of get a better feel for what you're trying to do and try and shut that down. Now, with this offense, with the weapons they have, that may be a little bit more difficult than you might think. But still, I'm loving Kyler, not selling off of him at all. Everything he's doing is sustainable, and he's so dynamic with his legs and arms that I'm definitely keeping that in place. And he definitely has the ability to continue to support options in the passing game. I just don't think that that passing game option would be Christian Kirk, despite the two touchdowns today. As we've seen with him throughout his career, it's very up and down with him. And while that might be good for like a best ball where you don't have to predict his big days, I don't think that's going to be something that's going to be viable for season long leagues at this time. It's a little bit too up and down in the passing game. And, and Christian Kirk is just not getting the targets to get that done. However, he is fast. He is dynamic. And I wish I, we could see more of him. It's just, I don't think he works in the parts of the field a lot of times that Kyler really thrives in for a possession part. So over the middle, all of those things, I don't think that's something somewhere where Kyler thrives and uh, it really takes Christian getting deep on the outside for him to really prove anything. So that leads to very inconsistent value and very inconsistent production from him. So I like what I see from him, but the opportunity that he has doesn't really lead to him having week to week value, but Kyler's absolutely capable of supporting at least one. And that's Deandre Hopkins due to the inaccuracy today, you know, Hopkins wasn't able to really get loose on a whole lot of possession, but he was able to get the long pass. So that kind of helped keep his day afloat, but we, they have been trying to shut him down more and more as the weeks go by as Kyler's blanket. And uh, I just hope it's not due to injury or anything that's going to slow him down. I just hope they've been kind of shading his way so that we can see more of that. But you are kind of backing off DeAndre a little bit, but it might also be a nice window to try and get in there because, you know, he hadn't hit the touchdown. Kyler and him weren't able to cook up as much today, even though he still peppered him with targets I think that's something I'd still try to buy in on as because you really want something that's capable of being sustained when you're trying to put two players and turn them into one player, which is the kind of trades you should be trying to make right now. If you have drafted well and you have players on your bench, having backups is more important than ever, but you still want to consolidate some of your values, especially if you've got multiple things on your bench when you can. So trying to put two players and putting them into DeAndre Hopkins would be a smart move at this point because you can maybe buy a little bit low after two down performances compared to what he had been doing. I think both are in the range of possibilities for him. I just think there'll be bigger days in this. It's just the way the kind of cookie crumbled on this day. And it's not to say that Arizona was dominant on offense at all. They took advantage of the Cowboys when the Cowboys gave them opportunities for the most part. Now, they made their own opportunities, too, with long plays, et cetera. But still, it felt like the Cowboys also helped really give this away, too. So we're keeping DeAndre. We're not really looking at anything else in the passing game. And we finally saw what could happen when the running game got going. Once again, it's not that this was a dominant performance necessarily on the ground for them. The big run really iced the game for the Cardinals. Not that it needed icing at that point. It was already well over. But still, it helped kind of push Kenyon Drake up into the stratosphere on this day and really showed you what he can do and why we've been saying 
you know, hold on to him because he has the burst. He just had been unlucky in the goal line touches. He got a goal line TD today in addition to his long TD. He'd just been unlucky. Some of those touches had gone to Chase Edmonds because Chase Edmonds is quite explosive. But Kenyon Drake absolutely has something as far as what the Cardinals need, and he fits their scheme really well as far as the way they run the ball. Cliff has a very specific style of running the ball. A lot of it's out of shotgun, and a lot of it is meant to take the eyes off of everything else and really give the offense a better flow. You know, you can't pass the ball every time. You want to make sure that they respect the run. You want to have a runner that's capable of running through the type of holes that your offensive line and their scheme creates. And that part, that was the reason that they put the transition tag on them because they wanted to see it again as far as was he the right fit for Cliff's scheme. And I can tell you that he is. Just It's just been an unlucky situation. Kyler's taken a bunch of the touchdowns in. And there'll be a lot more times where he gives it to Kenyon and Kenyon makes the touchdown. Uh, I think that would be something I'd be looking to try and get in on. It's just unfortunate now that the window's probably closed that people see what he can do. But if you've been buying low for the first five weeks on Kenyon, as discussed, then you're probably going to end up being pretty happy with that. Because I think he has the, the chops. And as long as he can stay healthy, then I think the talent's there, and I think they're going to be giving him the opportunity to score some and to give him the opportunity to really have eyes on Kyler and him take advantage of that because you have to keep those eyes on Kyler. He's just that dynamic, so it opens up additional running lanes for Kenyon Drake when they have to account for that. So I think that's sustainable. I think he'll get more catches on a given day. It was just kind of a disjointed effort in the passing game. And still holding Chase Edmonds if you can, because nothing is said that the talent isn't there. We're just waiting for the opportunity if Kenyon Drake should go down. Chase Edmonds is in a unique opportunity that he would step in and be the number one back should Kenyon Drake go down. And I think that's something that I would definitely want on my bench if I could help it. So I'm holding him in any league that I have him. He's going to have days where he provides a little bit of value anyway. But really, it's holding him for the fact that he may end up being the back when it's all said and done if Kenyon Drake can't survive the season, as he traditionally hasn't. He hasn't played a full season, really, up until this point until last year. He kind of filled it out a little bit. But even then, he got banged up trying to carry the load. So you want to be careful with that. But at the same time, I think the production that Kenyon Drake showed today is sustainable. Well, let's flip over to the losing side. Let's move over to the Dallas Cowboys. Let me be clear about the intentions I have for the rest of the Dallas Cowboys seasons. I want the Cowboys to lose every game from here on out. There's literally no reason to win any of these games, despite it's, it would be ego on the coach's part to have a win go up on the board and screw up the draft pick that the Cowboys so desperately need to fill out the rest of this team. And unlike the Texans, the Cowboys actually own their first round pick. So bottoming out actually does do us some good because there's no playoff. And even if the Cowboys did make the playoffs, gross, because they're not going anywhere. Andy Dalton has proven that he is not a playoff quarterback. I don't think he's going to get the Cowboys there in the first place. As he showed everybody, the grass is not always greener. And this is why people are backups, because sometimes you have a pop gun arm and you don't have enough as an NFL quarterback to take any team anywhere. You might have enough on a given day to bus drive a team to a victory, but this is not a situation where we can put it on his shoulders and have him win games. And that's great. Wonderful. 
for the Cowboys because I, I was leg- legitimately afraid for them that Andy Dalton might actually come in there and do something. There's a lot of hype surrounding Andy Dalton this week, people looking for replacements for Dak, people saying you should put him in there for Dak and whatnot. No, he's not good at football. He's not a top 30 quarterback. He hasn't been for some time, and it's, he's a backup. He's a backup for a reason. He was going to be fine to get the Cowboys through one or two games. But putting the offense on his shoulders in the same way we were about to do to Dak is not feasible, and it's not sustainable, and it's not going to be something to look for in fantasy. And the real question is how is it going to affect the options of the offense overall? Now, I could see the Cowboys offense having way more productive days than this. There was you know, fumbles and, and the interception and the like that, and especially the fumbles weren't Andy's fault. So got to look at the team as a whole. And like I said, bottoming out's what I want anyway. So let's, well, I'm signing up right now for all of these things, but from a fantasy perspective, a lot of, there's a lot of fantasy goodness on this team. It's just how much can Andy Dalton produce for them? And I think it's enough because there's probably going to be enough garbage time like today that he'll be able to throw into to get the receivers their their due and the like. But I think it's a downgrade for everybody, big time. I mean, you're you're having trouble trusting Amari as a wide receiver too at this point. CD Lamb is probably downgraded a bit too, even though he'd been he he looks fine. It's not a talent thing for anybody on the Cowboys at this point. It's an opportunity thing. The opportunity went from historic offense to crappy offense. And uh, I don't know if this makes sense to everybody, but crappy offense leads to crappier production overall, even though there's more garbage time, et cetera. That's the only thing this offense has going for it is that the Cowboys defense is also terrible. So there will be times where they have to press and push the ball down the field. The question is, will they be able to? And that's in a good amount of question at this point, because Andy's going to have trouble sustaining drives and if we're and especially with the line being so downtrodden, losing both of the tackles and now losing Zach Martin, essentially we have all of our backups in there. I mean, even even Joe Looney's not in there, so we've got Biotish, but at least Biotish has something. He will be the starter next year at center. So that's great. We figured out that we got a good fourth round pick and we'll have a cheap center. Wonderful. The rest of it, let's evaluate. Hey, we know Terrence Steele isn't ready for the right side. Hey. Brandon Knight is definitely a swing tackle, not a starting tackle. Hey, we really need to make sure we have all our backup, like our swing tackle, not be hurt so that we're not starting people like this. That was the purpose of having Cameron Irving, and that hasn't worked out at all either. So there's been a lot of missteps here. but But the thing is, there's pieces, and I think there's stuff for the Cowboys to work on. It's just... I don't think it's going to be a thing that we're going to want to have the Cowboys quite what we wanted to have the Cowboys. I'm not even sure where I would draft Zeke at this point. It wouldn't be in the top three for sure. But once again, all of these are not talent-based. The fantasy equation is once again, talent times opportunity equals fantasy production. The opportunity has gone from good to stinky. And I hope that all those people that said, oh, we can't pay Dak. Dak is not good. Oh, let's go to Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton can lead us there. Get out here and show me the film where Andy Dalton's the truth, where we're better with him because we're not. He's not good. So downgrade the rest of your Cowboys accordingly. Zeke too. 
like I said, it's all going to be a mess. We're not going to have games where we're up running the ball dominantly like we were. And that's going to lead to less opportunities overall for everybody. That's going to lead to worse drives. And the only thing that is keeping Zeke upright is that Andy Dalton loves to check the ball down because he doesn't have the ability to push the ball down the field beyond 20 yards. So that's where the upside is capped as well on all the passing game is that the over the top throws, the long outs, the NFL throws he's not capable of making are now out of the offense. And that's a big part of what we were doing. So not good for the Cowboys, certainly from a win standpoint in real football and in fantasy football, but this is what Cowboys fans should really want. They should suck it up and let's go for the tank because we're not looking for Trevor Lawrence, but we're not that bad. Unfortunately, we can't beat the jets in badness, but I think it can be close and I hope it's close because there's no reason for the Cowboys to win a single game. I was pissed that the giants game was one, one, one for Dak, but uh, another that's three spots back in the draft order. Probably every time we win a game, that's three spots back on the draft order. Maybe, maybe one or two. They're not all going to be such a dramatic drop, but Cowboys need to lose. And that hurts me, and that leads to a crappy season. But you know what? That's what happens when your quarterback goes out. It just is what it is. So downgrade your Cowboys. Stay on your Cardinals. Like, listen, subscribe, all of those things to the podcast. Uh, I like bringing this information to everybody, and I want to keep doing it. So let me know what I can do, and uh, have a great rest of your day.